In today's episode of Chasing Chips, we talk about how good the Suns are and why are they by far the best team in the West, how the Clippers are doing everything they can to stay afloat. Also, will John Wall end up on the Clippers? Are the Sixers finally going to trade Ben Simmons? Does LeBron James need to score 30 points a game to keep the Lakers afloat? And is J.J. Redick the best NBA broadcaster right now? Thank you for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome in. Welcome in. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? This is, this is Chasing the Chips Podcast. This is Charles. I'm here with... We talked about this. You're going to make the intro. I'm here with Josh. I'm here with Josh. Yeah, this okay, is so always something we do. I'm not sure if he's going to say my name or I'm going to say my name. This is something that we always do. Oh, you know man. what it is. My name's my Josh. My hands are cold, bro. Like, I just feel like my hands oh, are cold. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, oh, San Francisco. <laughs> Shout out to my team, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. No one. Everybody count us out. Everybody count us out. And it's all good. It's all good. We're good. Yeah, We're Jimmy good. G taking you home. He's going to take you home after this round, though. That's for real. Who you guys play? We play the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, that's going to be tough. And boo to all them Los Angeles Rams fans like, don't sell the tickets to the 49er fans. Nah. That's lame, to be honest. You know what's funny? It's finally cool to be on the other side of that. As a Clippers fan, our stadium always gets sold out to the other team. (laughs) Yeah. Every single time. Like, I've been to Warriors games. As a Clipper fan, and it'd be Warriors. They that's what I'm saying. San Francisco fans, even the Warriors, they come down, they're deep. So they come down here, they How take over Staples Center or Crypto now, and it sucks. You're in there, it's a home game for them. You're like, damn. <laughs> I wonder how they're gonna prevent prevent they, that. Like, what they're doing <laughs> is so they uh you have to when you do your billing zip code. When you're on your credit card or debit card, it yeah, shows yeah. that. So if, when you get to the process, the in process, and put in your code, and they see that you're not a nine zero zero something something Greater Los Angeles area, you can't yeah. buy it. That's that, dumb. I mean, what if yeah. you're a, what if you're a Rams fan in San Francisco, though? Well, then you you're, you're asked out. You that's, just can't. that's such a that's such a Stan Kroenke move. He's he's so trash. Tickets going for crazy though. People flipping them in LA. I think one of my friends bought a ticket for a thousand, flipping them for fifteen hundred. Somebody had their three hundred dollars season tickets, flipped them for fifteen hundred each. Like made, it's crazy flipping tickets. I almost thought about buying like an eight hundred dollar ticket just to flip it and sell it to somebody from San Francisco for like sixteen. Just like flipping a house, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's too much, man. That's crazy. Hey, it's a business. It's business. We're going to get right into it, though. You know, your sons pulled out a good one uh, on Monday yep. versus the Utah Jazz. Uh, so Chris Paul had 27, 9, and 7 or something like that. Yeah, and D. Brooke had 31. Like yeah, they combined for almost. 33 for 60. They combined 60 for 60 points, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been balling, dude. The past three games since our last episode on Tuesday. We played uh, the Mavericks, the Pacers, and then the Jazz. And the Mavericks was a little bit more of a fight. Um, but honestly, we're we're 9-0 against the Mavericks uh, with consecutive games. So they've been struggling to beat us, and I love it because I fucked the Mavs, to be honest. Um, and then we played the Pacers, 
who we should always beat, should never be a problem. And then the Jazz, which, you know, had they had three of their guys out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, we, we tend to – maybe this is, like, a common theme amongst other teams in the NBA, but uh, the Suns always seem to play down to their competition, you know? So it's like we're uh, – we, we shouldn't have even – competed last night with with the Jazz. Uh, they had Donovan Mitchell out and Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley out. We should have crushed them. But instead, oh we God. you know, it was kind of a, a little bit of a struggle. Um, Devin Booker has been a little inconsistent. I mean, he does get – he got 33 points last night. And, uh, you know, just looking at the – just glancing at the stat sheet, you'd be like, oh, okay, he played well. But he also shot 3 of 13 from 3. He was 0 of 6 the night before, 11 points, and then 1 of 8 uh, the night before that. So it's like – He's been struggling a little bit. It's been a roller coaster. I mean, the dude got 17 points in the first quarter uh, last night. Mm. Uh, but then the second quarter, he got two points. You know, so I'm just – I hope that he, like, kind of finds his groove again. I think he gets a little too emotional and starts to um, get down on himself whenever he gets in a rut. But Chris Paul been playing MVP basketball. Definitely should be getting in the conversation of uh, MVP right now. And then Cameron Johnson stepping up for uh, Jay Crowder, who's out. Uh, D.A. is out too. Uh, Bismack Biombo, JaVale McGee. Chris Paul just makes every center. I swear to God. you know Everybody. He makes everybody. Every, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you he's playing with. The yeah. center is going to be having a great season because of him. It's great. Dude, we could pick up Taco Fall, and then all of a sudden Taco Fall is making Taco Fall averaged about eight points. At least. <laughs> right. Whatever right. his average was coming into your team, he'll average double on your team because yeah. of Chris Paul. I mean, awesome. I'm still going to push for Cam J. Uh, starting over Jay Crowder, but we'll see how that turns out. Um, so Cameron Payne is out for about two weeks with the wrist injury, and this is a perfect time, Monty and James Jones, to go pick up uh, you know one-two guard, uh, you know to come off the bench, get him some minutes before campaign comes back. You know Landry Shaman ate it, bro. Landry Shaman has been dirty trash, and he's he's, he's been not crazy. only trash but dirty trash. Dirty trash, bro. <laughs> dirty trash. And uh, he's not been playing well. So we need to go pick up like an Eric, Eric Gordon, like Terrence Ross, or someone that can come off the bench and score as a one-two because we need more firepower. We need more motherfucking firepower. And then we'll be unbeatable. Why do you feel like you need more firepower? You guys are the rank. We just saw the rankings, so the, the the team rankings, the one we just talked about last week you had a problem with. Yeah. Now you all number one. You're feeling good. Number one. I'm feeling Number good. one on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just been winning, but why do you feel like you need? Well, I mean, a piece. You can't just play without Cameron Payne for two weeks. Do you feel like you need another player? Just it's not a matter Sam- of it's not a matter of uh, you know needing per se, but I would say that we're we're pretty close to being a solid. We're solidifying our championship run here. Like we're we're gonna be in the finals. I think with this team right now, but. I want to make sure that we tie up any loose ends, you know, and there's a common theme amongst NBA fans that when your team's doing well, they just want to keep everything as is. And I, and I get that whole philosophy, but I'm more of the type that um, we're not perfect. And I still want to tie up some loose ends. You know, I still want to get better in some of the things that we're lacking in, you know, because we're definitely not a perfect team right now. Uh, there's certain players that are getting minutes that shouldn't, you know, for example, Ish Wainwright. Why does he ever get minutes? That dude frustrates the shit out of me. Andrew Shamit playing like garbage. You know, I just don't want another finals run like last year um, to where we were just missing a certain aspect 
on our team, which at well, that time was uh, what, a big so, height, you know? Yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, what – the thing about your finals run and a team, the thing that I felt like you were missing last year was guard, was center play. Yeah, and right. you have that now. Right. Do you – I don't think you're really missing. I think I, as a I as think. a fan, and I, I understand, you get – you know. You love the Suns. You want you on every level. You guys, you want the Suns. You gotta to get be better. Good. Yeah, get better. But I think you, the level you're getting to, y'all like level four. Like Landry right. Shamit, Ish Rainwright. Like they're not gonna get that much minutes in the playoffs. They might get some garbage time. They might play like a good ten minutes. I but know. I don't I think. Mean, here's my thing: is like, what happens if uh, Chris Paul goes down for a little bit? You know, oh, well, what you can't. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying we have to. We have to. We have to have that cushion. You know, and right now. And plus, uh, throughout the season, I want to give Chris Paul some minutes to rest too. I don't want to like play him thirty-five minutes every game uh, until the postseason. Yeah. You know, so I want to give him some rest, and I think that campaign and Landry Shamit coming off the bench is not enough firepower, and we'll need to have like a, another veteran guard or like an Eric Gordon or something like that, like you know, help us out with that load. Yeah. I don't think you guys should think about from from my my stand. I don't think you guys should be thinking about trading anyone or getting anyone like that. I think as a, why, the buyout market, the buyout market hasn't happened yet. When that yeah. buyout market happens, top teams like the Suns are usually, you know, where these guys, veterans want to go. They want to yeah. get that championship. So yeah. that's fair. Top, I mean, when the buyout market happens and guys get bought out and, yeah. you know, people don't want their players anymore. Like it happens every single season. Yeah. And they usually get on the waiver wire and they go to the top bidder. And usually the Suns will be that team. You know what I'm saying? None I'm of these right. old dudes want to go to a, a Pelicans or anything like that. They want to go to the team that has the best chance of winning a championship. Yeah, so, I'm about it. I mean, if it brings over a good that guard, I'm down. I think y'all going to wait. I think Monty's just going to hang out what he got and then just see who we can pick up that's free, pretty much. Yeah. You know? That's and, then, and on our end, the Clippers, man, like, we, we had that incredible game against the Nuggets. Jokic made an incredible pass in the – to Aaron Gordon, I have so much. I already had a lot of respect for Jokic, but I have like it's out. Of, I don't think I think he got the MVP after that game. I was like, I don't know who else has it. Like I'm, I don't. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. the person I thought had it was KD, and he's hurt. But and then we played the Sixers, and we were out of that game, 24 points. But when we came back, and nothing feels better than coming back from 24 down. In Philadelphia against your old coach Doc Rivers, <laughs> and watch him blow a lead and be on the other side of it for the first time. Oh, it was just—it was. Oh. Oh, it made my whole night. It was so great. I enjoyed it so much. I like. I was like, finally, I've been trying to tell people this dude can't hold leads. He can't talk to his players, and then he got mad after. And people ask him, like, do you think the blowing the lead was coaching or was it the players? And he's like, would you ask Pop a question like that? Well, Pop doesn't blow leads. Doc, like you that. ain't Pop. Doc, you ain't Pop, Doc. You're not Pop, bro. Like, you're no. not Pop. You got With one shit. You got yeah. one. I ain't got none. I ain't <laughs> doing none. <laughs> you got one chip, my guy. You should not be talking about would you ask Pop that question. Uh, mm. No, we aren't going to ask if Pop that question. Yeah. But anywho, the person that's been playing out of his mind, even though we lost to the um the Knicks this past Sunday, 
couldn't pull it out is Reggie Jackson, man. Reggie Jackson has been playing just crazy, and I enjoyed yeah. it every single moment of it. Like most Dude, of the time, I don't he doesn't remember. Show. I don't remember him playing this confident pre goggles. Is it goggles? <laughs> It's the goggles, man. Man, I don't like, know what's up. Like, I need to, like he even has a video. I mean, he even has that. They made a app, a little thing for him on like IG that where you can put the goggles on your face and have be like acting like you got the goggles <laughs> on. I might have to. I might. We might play one on one when you come out here. I'm gonna have to go get some goggles, bro. No, you be playing lights out. I'll be playing like Reggie. I don't get it. <laughs> right, hey, dude. I got a question for you though. With that Nuggets game with the Clippers, what do you think of that last uh, part where the player off the Nuggets bench? came out bro that is court. a technical that's a, that's a tech that's a tech that is, is a that tech. one free throw or two free throws that's one free throw one free throw okay. one free throw um i don't know if we get the ball the that's yeah. a good question I, I i don't know if we get the ball but i know it's i know it's a technical foul i don't understand no, why they didn't get it you gotta call that know. especially late in the game like that i mean monty got teed up like i want to say like six games ago for accidentally walking onto the court you know, that dude was straight up on the other side of the court. On the other side. <laughs> hugging him. I don't understand how that yeah. wasn't a tech. I was like, bro, like. Who is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy, for one? And why did he not get a tech? Why did yeah. he get, like, he didn't get anything. Like, I don't know what the excuse know. was for not to, like, even give him anything after the fact. Like, oh, he thought it was a shot clock. I don't care. He got to know the game. The game right. ain't over. Game's game. The ball went in before the shot clock went out. The shot clock went off. He can't be running on the floor and celebrating like that. We should have right. got at least one point, and then we could have been at least went after a two pointer or something like that. But like I said, Reggie had twenty six against the Knicks, nineteen versus the seventy sixers, twenty eight versus the Nuggets. Uh, and it, you know, it's just I don't know. He's playing well. Yeah, he's sticking around. Love it. He's yeah. He he's sticking around. So if the biggest thing that most people have been talking about is the trades, you know, what I'm saying for us. Our name, the Clippers' name, be pretty much brought up when John Wall is being talked about. John Wall is one of the people that is just sitting on the bench, uh, shooting, hanging, out. hanging out, doing workout mixtape videos, like he's trying to get back in the league, which is freaking crazy to me. Yeah. Watching workout videos of John Wall, like he's getting back, in, he's in the league, he's yeah. on a team. They yeah. just ain't playing him. Um, and so with, with the Clippers, they have to trade at least three guys to get them because we ain't got no first-round picks to give up. We really ain't got no second-round picks to really give up. We can, but what's the point? Yeah. So Y'all got the money, the salary, the match? The, what we have to do is trade three guys for John. So Man, for me, crazy. if they said, Charles, you have to trade three guys to get John Wall, would you do it? Personally, I would. I would trade Eric Bledsoe. Marcus Morris and his knees and Scherz Ibaka and his old ass. Send them boys gone. Like, and the thing is, people as a couple fan, we know when we got Eric Bledsoe, I saw that as a trading piece. Eric Bledsoe is a trading piece for the rest of his career. Oh, I he thought that was your team. boy. I like we drafted him. I think he's good, but he just is so inconsistent, man. Some games yeah. he have two points. Then shoot. another game he had 15 in the first quarter and scored one point the rest of the game. It's he's just all shoulders. He can't shoot. <laughs> oh, bro, he can't shoot. And when he shoots, I go, oh, my gosh. And if it goes in, I go, oh, my. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I would trade those three guys for John Wall yeah, right man. now. If you can get John Wall for that, then, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't, I don't see know, the I think problem. the asking price is probably going to be a little higher than that, though. Yeah, they talk about they're going to. like, Batum or something like that. 
Yeah, yeah. When it doesn't, I'm not giving up any of our core guys like Reggie Jackson or Batoon or Luke Kennard. Like, even though Luke is like sometimes inconsistent and not confident, when he's on, he's on. Like yeah, the other three, I guess. Like, Marcus Morris isn't one of your main guys, though. I mean, he's like one of your most consistent three point shooters, right? He is, but he's he just doesn't stay healthy. Like mm-hmm. he's just not a healthy cat. Like it's just not. He plays one game out of probably three games every single time, and it's annoying. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And John Wall's, I mean, he's still a, a walking bucket for real. I mean, he's never really shot well from three, but, you know, he'll get you a 40% field goal percentage and 20 points, you know? Yeah. So I think uh, he's still he's still got it. Is he going to, like, really move the needle that much? Who knows? I don't know. I mean, is his defense there? Maybe not. But he'll, he'll still score. He'll still, you know, help you out. Yeah, the thing is, if we get him, we still got him for his last two years of his contract. He comes back, and we just, like, if he, he can be a guy, we can be like, hey, man, you can come off the bench for us. That'd be great. That's, like, a, that's a very expensive player to come off the bench. It he is. like $40 million plus. But he's an expensive player not playing right now. Yeah, but that, that's, a, that's a problem with the Rockets. That's just because they trash. But when you are, uh, you know, trying to make the playoffs, having a $40 million player come off the bench, ugh, I don't know about that one. We can't. I can't send Reggie to the bench. You know what I'm saying? So well, why don't like, they play together? I mean, they play together. They play right now. But like, if they keep him after that and keep him on the team after we trade for him, you got to keep him. Yeah. I wouldn't so say now Reggie you got Paul like George a... and Kawhi back, so you can't play Paul George, Kawhi, Reggie, and John Wall. Why? And that's what, what, what you mean? mean. Well, I mean, Reggie doesn't necessarily have to take the ball up. You know, I wouldn't say that's Reggie uh, classifies as like a great passer. He's more of a great shooter, so move him to the two. Let John Wall take the ball up. Let Kawhi go to, S- Kawhi you know, power forward. No, three, and then Paul George uh, power forward or either or. Whatever. Either or, pretty much. I would put yeah. Kawhi power forward. Um, yeah. and then Zubac. <laughs> yeah, Zubac. Man, that would be. An expensive I would, I'm, in, I'm interested to see what Tyrell would do with that team. If that yeah. was that was that that I would I would rock with that because, yeah. and then. Uh-huh. Look at you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a no good problem. one. I'm a little bit more confident um, yeah. about that. Okay. I just don't know if you have the assets to get yeah, down wall. Yeah. It's, it's a reach. Yeah. And talk about assets and people that don't want to trade nobody. The mm. Sixers just don't want to make okay. up the they don't want to make up the mind about Ben Simmons. So <sighs> the trade that's on the table that says Sixers have offered, finally the Sixers are offering trades now mm. is for the Kings, Tyrese Halliburton. And a first round pick, and for the Hawks, John Collins and a first round pick. Which one do you think is a better one? Wait, so the Sixers offer these trades? Yes, that's mind blowing because Daryl Moore's asking price has been so much higher than these trades. So I'm just like confused. Um, I, obviously, I think picks. Uh, my, so so my plural pick? picks, just to let you know, not not one pick. Picks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I get it. I get it. So uh, I'd have to go with John Collins, honestly, because I think as far as the Sixers, it moves the needle a little bit more. I think Tyrese Maxey has been playing good basketball, so I want to leave him at the one, and then I want to move Tobias Harris down to the three, because uh, he's not built for power forward, in my opinion. You know, I think John Collins is more of a natural four, uh, so that's I think that would work out. And then you maybe move Thibel uh, uh, to the six man role or something like that. I mean, he's a great defensive player. Um, so, I mean, maybe you switch them around with Seth Curry and Tyrese Maxey and Thibault. You kind of have like a three-man rotation. Um, I think that would work better than 
Halliburton because then you'd have to is Halliburton still coming off your bench or like what's what's happening with that? Yeah, and Doc Rivers has never had a really good power four since Blake. Since Blake, yeah. Yeah, since Blake. So I think for him, he would love to have somebody like a John Collins. I know John Collins is considered a center, but obviously he he's won't play center on the Sixers. But yeah, I think yeah, I know. I, I feel like him and him and uh Joel and B will be really good together. Joel and B to have a high flyer like that. Mm-hmm. You know, for Joel and B's not high flyer, so it'd be good to have a high flyer. I mean, that's why I think Aaron Gordon works with Jokic because Aaron Gordon's just a high flyer energy guy, and I think John Collins could be that same person for Joel. Yeah, um, certainly. Oh, like so, that. yeah. that's just weird that Daryl Morey is like looking at those trades when it, he's offered all these other trades that I thought were much better, but whatever. What, what, what other trade did you see that was much better than those two that made like sense? Like. I don't all the other ones were like really, really crazy rumors. Um, that's a good question. There was a few that were offered. Yeah, maybe they were just rumors. Yeah, this know. one's the one that I feel like actually kind of like, okay, this one kind of makes sense and it looks like something you could do. But then the other one I heard is like if they're just gonna keep them and wait for the summer, which I thought we were is, gonna do. Which wait is to the dumb summer. though, because you're not getting James Harden, bro. Like Daryl Morey is like infatuated with James Harden. I get it because you're you know we're used to be in bed with him, but it's just one of those things that like you can't just not use the asset that you have for this year. I mean, are you trying to win a championship this year? That's my question for Daryl Morey. Are you trying to win a championship? Or are you just trying to get better uh, next year? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like. Uh, I understand what you're doing here, and I think it's more of an ego thing for him uh, to, you know, get the most out of this Ben Simmons shit because he feels slighted from what Ben Simmons is doing. So right. I think you just need to check your ego and make that trade, pull that trigger, my friend. Actually, not my friend. Fuck you, Daryl Moore. <laughs> He's dark, dude. So as as we always talk about a specific division, so we got to tap tap into the, our 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 guys and our, our other teams in our specific division. We talked about the Kings a little bit, now the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? They've been struggling. They haven't been playing mm-hmm. well. They just LeBron is just doing too much. LeBron just recently said he doesn't feel like he has to score 30 points a game for them to win. You do. You do. Really? Yeah. You do, my friend. I'm sorry. Yeah. You Sorry, do. I hate to break it to you. Sorry, but... I hate to break it to you. <laughs> um, so they're all like, you know, waiting for AD to come back. I don't think everybody's killing Westbrook as much as they should be. I mean, not, not much as they should be, how much they have been because he's been been playing well. Yeah, last 10 games, I think he's only averaging like two or three uh, turnovers, which is pretty remarkable, you know. Mm-hmm. Good for and him. You, and you said his percentage is better than who right now? Steph Curry. His field goal percentage is better than Steph Curry. He's got he's shooting forty three percent, and then Steph's shooting forty one percent. But you don't hear none of that shit. You know, honestly, Steph Curry his uh, MVP run has kind of fell off a little bit. Oh, it's over. It's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... I just you know you can't shoot that much, and you can't be <laughs> you can't have a less field goal percentage than Russell Westbrook right now with all the hate that he's getting. You know, it, there's no way. So it's just is yeah, it's really odd, and I think. Uh, Steph Curry, although he's great, he man, he's just really sh- shooting that ball a lot. <laughs> and it, 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 this it's like we wanted him to shoot that much years ago. Yeah. Like, and last year we like were cool because he was the only person there. But like now, like years ago, I was like, man, he doesn't shoot enough. Now he's shooting too much. Yeah. 
and he's not falling. I don't know what's going on. Don't know why. I don't know if like getting Clay back has kind of messed up his rhythm because yeah. now they're kind of running. They're trying to get Clay in the mix now, so he's not. He's kind of forcing shots because he knows like this is my time to get some shots up because now I got to give 20, 25 shots to Clay. Yeah, because you know Clay gonna shoot that thing. So it's one of those things like don't know really what it is. He like figured it out and it was yeah. gonna jump into the conversation like, hey, is it is it because of Clay that? No. That's shooting back. Nobody wants to start that count. But yeah. I think it might be. I think it might be like, hey, like everybody's so hyped to see Clay and Steph is back. Splash Bros are back. But you didn't think about uh Clay got to shoot the ball. Like Clay ain't gonna come in and shoot 10 shots. Like he gonna yeah. shoot 15 to 20. Which I think they've like, just embraced that as a part of their offense. That stuff crazy gonna shoot 20 shots a game. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like you know, just get him open. I mean, Draymond's taking what two, three shots a game. Yeah, uh, they have like people like Otto Porter Jr. that's gonna like shoot a lot of shots one game out of like 15. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Jordan Poole has been reduced in his minutes. Um, Clay Thompson's back. I don't know, I just think it's not like Kevin Looney is taking a lot of shots. No. So it's just like that's that's those are their weapons, and they've embraced that style of play. And also, I yeah, the 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 whole scary thing about the Warriors. Like, everybody's like, oh, man, when Clay comes back, oh, man, watch out NBA. Mm. Watch out NBA. I don't hear none of that no more. I don't hear any of that anymore. Like, yeah. I don't hear anybody like, oh, the Warriors are scary. Like, I don't – we said this before. Like, I said, it's going to take some time for them to become that scary Warriors team everybody thinks they're going to be as soon as Clay steps back on the floor. Yeah. And right now, they don't look scary. They don't look – like a team, like oh my gosh, like in full strength, they're yeah. look, they're already good. When they get Clay back, they're gonna be unbelievable. Like, well, oh I think God. I think people are like intimidated by Steph Curry. Like when we, when we when people match up to the Warriors, like people look at Steph Curry and like, yeah, we gotta figure something out with them. But then like with Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole, their next ups, no one's really intimidated by Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole right now. You know, I think they're both really good players. But are they those players that like you're scared of? of garden or that you think they're going to, you know, drop 30 on you. Um, mm-hmm. They might, but I don't, I, I just don't think that the Warriors are there yet. Um, now, if Clay comes back and starts to uh, be his old self then yeah, they will be dangerous, but I still think that their um, missing piece is going to be the center position. Yeah. Y'all going to be Wiseman is not going to fill that. Yeah. No. And the Suns are first uh, by four games. Or, I mean, I think uh, yeah, four games. They're not gonna catch the Suns. Suns gonna be number one seed. The Warriors yeah. will be the number one, number two seed. And then mm-hmm. after that, it's kind of a race from three to eight, three to nine. Clippers are sitting at ninth right now, which is ugh. Ugh. Just, uh, but I want to bring up the the fact that I what what I say in the beginning of the season. I said the Suns are gonna lose twenty two games. And how are we looking right now? Very good. Very good. Only got nine losses. Y'all looking really, really good. Yeah, I just want to shout out to all the Lakers fans. I told y'all last year the trade THT. Now y'all yeah. trying to trade THT and nobody wants him. Yep. Y'all could have got Kyle Lowry. <laughs> and y'all didn't want to trade THT to get yeah. Lowry. And I'm like, dude, you are wild. That was wild. And, you know, I mean, he's always – he's been the same. It's not even that THT has really changed. Changed. It's just that everyone was like, oh, who's this guy? Like, he's, you know, extremely lanky. Uh, He plays great defense. He is very surprising with his offensive ability. Yeah. Um, But I don't think even at his peak, 
that he was a natural starter in the league. Yeah, um, but everyone thought that he was going to be, you know, this amazing player. And I just, I just don't see it as far as like him uh, being just a, a natural starter in this league. So I don't think he was ever there. I think it was just an exaggeration. And y'all should have traded him while you could have, you know. But yeah. now y'all trying to deal him, and <laughs> they don't want him. him. <laughs> no one want him. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I would, I would take him like on the Suns. I would love THT, but is he going to start? No, of course not. He's going to come off the bench. Yeah. But he's they still exactly what he's doing for the Lakers right now. And the Lakers are still probably asking a little bit for him. So, like, if you trade yeah. for him, like a, a top team isn't trading for him, right. and in a and no one wants Kendrick none. Like you guys are trying to put Kendrick Nunn in this package as well. Like no one wants him either. He hasn't played. Yeah, he's been hurt. So, like <laughs> so, why would anybody want Kendrick Nunn? It's just sad. And then what happened to all the like the fans were talking about? Wait till Kendrick Nunn comes back. We're gonna be a little bit better. What? what? Uh, Come on, man. So you know this this thing we're about to start doing when we we end our show. We want to end our show. On a positive note, as you can see, the plants in the background for Josh, I got records in the background for me with very positive notes. I'm a music guy. I love music. He loves plants and yeah. music, too. Uh, but, you know, I, I look at y'all. I don't know nobody. When I have my plant advice, I go to Josh because we, uh-huh. me, me and my wife be killing plants left and right. We just can't. I don't know why. We just don't know. We just ain't got that green thumb. You just got to pay um, attention, bro. You just got to talk to him. See? I just can't. I got. I, I got to get that. I got to get that zen. That be. Yeah, like, stick your fingers hard. in the soil. You know. You just gotta. My daughter does that. She's very, really good with the soil and loves planting. But I am awful. I am awful. But I got to start with some small, non-dying plants. Like, give me some cactuses. And some... Yeah. Well, you in L.A. That shit will last a long time. So you, uh, yeah, you should get the uh, succulents and the uh, cactuses and shit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey. So, what was? What would be your way? I'm leaving a positive note for today's show. Uh, I mean, I just want to give a shout out to uh, JJ Reddick. Honestly, I think mm. JJ Reddick is revolutionizing, you know, NBA revolutionizing. I, I do, I do. I, I think that he's been a breath of fresh air for sports media, particularly mm. NBA sports media. Uh, I think that we were going down a very dark path with how things are going with like the skip Baylesses of the world and, you know, Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp. I mean, I, I do enjoy watching those guys because they're of their antics and just like they're absurd sometimes, but I feel like a JJ Reddick is a voice is a voice of reason with sports media. And he has more of a logical approach and more of a kind of, Hey, I'm a player. Like I know these guys. And this is like my point as opposed to, okay, what's the narrative that I can spin out of this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like some of these sports broadcasters are a little too concerned with the popular or trending narrative as opposed to just how they feel about the situation. And that's why I like JJ Reddick, you know, he's got a cool podcast called um, the old man and the three. Right. Mm -hmm. And he has like a bunch of like really cool guests on there, typically like, you know, NBA players, current or, you know, post NBA players. And uh, that's fun to watch. But then he's also on ESPN, you know, every once in a while talking to Stephen A. And honestly, I think that sometimes he he really uh, puts Stephen A in a position to like defend himself because he's you can't 
you can't argue with logic. You can't argue with reasoning, you know, and I think Stephen A wants to like be outlandish and throw these like um, crazy narratives out there. But then JJ Reddick is just like calm and just says, Hey, this is how it's been, you know, and he's had a lot of good points about, you know, uh, popular um, topics of conversation in the NBA recently. So I just love the fact that what JJ Reddick is doing and I hope that more um, retired NBA players follow in his footsteps because we just need better broadcasting and better sports media all around. So yeah, that's my positive note. Hey, I completely agree. I think JJ is a breath of fresh air, you know, um, for the NBA <clears throat> folk that are on TV. Uh, so I completely agree with everything you're saying, brother. Uh, for yep. me, you know, I just want to give a shout out to, you know, Michael Beasley, you know, he just recently came out and now how, how, um, that day he had his shorts on, uh, didn't have the right shorts on getting in the game. Everybody laughed at him. His cousin just passed away that game, and his mom passed away early while he was playing for the Lakers, and he was just dealing with a lot of mental health issues. And then just, you know, kind of uh, laughed at, you know, by the media. It, mm-hmm. is, it sucks. But, you know, and once again, I'm one of the people that's big on mental health and being able to come out and talk about it and being public about it and being very honest about it, how it did hurt your feelings. And just as, as black men in this, uh, in this world, we have a tendency to not talk about our feelings a lot and our emotions. And that's like one of the biggest things. Whenever I see a basketball player or a football player, any athlete kind of talk about their feelings and talk about how they feel and like things are not rocking with them right now. And they're having a tough time, you know, if Beasley was in his point in his life at that time to be able to like convey that message when he was going through it, maybe he doesn't play that game. You know, maybe he, I know he said that he had, he felt like he had to play um, and things like that. And sometimes the game does make you forget about things or help you get through things. But sometimes you just need a chance to just sit back and take your time and get back into the game. It's very important that, you guys that we focus on the mental health and focus on seeing a therapist, talking to people, your loved ones, saying how you feel and get all that stuff out. You know what I'm saying? You know, my prayers up for Regina King and her family or her son passing. Um, And it's just one of those things. Like it's very important that if you know a friend that's going through that or no friend is having a tough time, reach out. You know, if somebody pops in your mind, one of the things that I've been doing, if a friend pops in my mind, I try to give them a suitable text. Like, what's up? How you doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying they popping in my mind, they popping in my mind for a reason. So send them a text. Don't don't wait. You know what I'm saying? So like that's, you know, my positive note is just mental health. It's very important. You know, mm-hmm. it's not something to sit back and chill on like, oh, I'll get to it or I'll talk to somebody later. No, I'll talk to somebody now and get it out. Um, yeah. Kinfolk. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And that is chasing chips, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah we're starting to reduce the time on these episodes. We just for feel sure. like it's better. You know, we everyone's got shit to do. So yeah, we're, gonna, for we're, sure. gonna, we're gonna up the frequency of these episodes. We're gonna do two a week. We were doing like two a week for a little bit, and that, then we went to one a week, and then now we're going back to two. And we're gonna shorten our times. You know, so it'll be about thirty minutes every episode, and I think that that's a good sweet spot. Yep, yep, yep. So the boy just coming out to Cali. Next week, yes, sir. Full week, we're gonna play some one on one. We're gonna probably play some pickup. Let's go. Uh, uh, probably have a lot of broadcast with us sitting next to each other. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, other than that, you know, appreciate y'all listening. Make sure you follow us 
Marina of the Mind, David Joshua underscore on Twitter and IG, uh, Chasing Chips on IG and Twitter. Uh, other than that, y'all have a great week. We will see y'all later. Enjoy yep. the NBA. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your family. Let's keep the streak going, sons. Let's go. <laughs> Clippers, please. Please just, just win five out of the next seven. 20. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Peace.